Welcome to Chicago's Bravest Stories. This episode brought to you by PSP Academy for your CPAT training. Follow us on social media, our Instagram and Facebook page at trainwithpsp.com. Calls for prayers after a firefighter is seriously injured while battling a blaze in Lawndale. CBS2's Jeremy Ross is live at Stroger Hospital with more on the first responder's condition. Jeremy. Well, good evening, My Four people were displaced in the fire that that firefighter was trying to help out with. He remains in the hospital right behind us. That as investigators look into the cause. Before 9 this morning, firefighters tried to smother the smoke and flames that spread to two buildings on St. Louis Avenue near on 38 Fire was like all on the side of the building catching on to the house next door. It was fired in the back. And, and the plane was big. A lot of uh, stuff in the way to firefighters that had a hard time forcing their way in. Two firefighters were injured in the process. Fire Commissioner Jose Santiago says one emergency responder who was battling the heat and fire had an emergency of his own. Firefighter Michael Manchester had a medical emergency where he went down, he was unconscious. Put Michael uh, in your prayers. Just recently, he opened his eyes and he's able to move. He's in there with his parents. Uh, the good news is from this, from the incident to now, he gained consciousness. I, I, I feel sorry for him, really bad, you know? They risked their life to save my else's life, and I'm just praying for the fire, the fire. This does remind all of us that when that horrific call comes, all of us run away from that danger, that our firefighters here in the city of Chicago run towards it. Manchester's condition described as between serious to critical, however, they tell us that his condition has since stabilized. Now, the other firefighter suffered a minor injury. That firefighter expected to be okay. Now, the blaze appears to be accidental. However, no specific cause identified just yet. Live outside of Stroger Hospital, Jeremy Ross, CBS2 News. My. After hearing that, how'd that make you feel, Mike? Glad to be here. Well... <clears throat> After hearing that, we're glad to have you here. Um, today's guest on uh, Chicago's Bravest Stories is the one and only Mike Manchester. So thank you, Mike, for uh, being on. We had somebody uh, sit in for you last time when uh, we overbooked you, and it kind of worked out okay. Yeah, it, kinda it sounded pretty good. <laughs> it worked out all right. Yeah, that so was my fault. We, uh, we got you in today. Um, tell everybody uh, where you're at, what you're doing. Uh, well, my name is Mike Manchester. Everybody knows that. Apparently, you heard it from the news clip. <laughs> Illegal. Um, uh, I'm at Truck 48 on the first shift. Uh, I was, at the time of the accident, I was stationed at Engine 109 also on the first shift. So I've recently moved houses over a little over a year ago. Okay. How long have you been with the city? 11 years. I just uh, got my 11th uh, year, December 1st. Okay. Uh, what were you doing prior to getting to joining the fire department? What were you doing? Well, I just graduated college. I went to Eastern Illinois University, and then I got back from there. It only took me four and a half years, so, you know, that five-year <laughs> deal, that's all bullshit. So uh, so I made my parents really happy. Well, they they wanted me to finish before, but whatever. It's cool. They're, they're, they're like, ah, oh, we'll take the half year. No big deal. Um, so I did uh, inside sales for hmm, a year and a half. And I absolutely hated it. So this called, and they actually called me and started processing me when I was graduating college. I was in my last semester, so I was like really pumped to uh, do that. And you know, my my dad was really, really, really happy about it. He's like, "You're in, you're in." He's like, "Whatever you're doing, just stop, please, because we got to get you in there. We got to do this." And I'm like, "You got it." I didn't even know what he's talking about. I had no idea. And so, your your dad's retired now. Yeah, he was on the job for 30 years. Uh he cool thing about him is that he was a candidate at 38, and he, he retired out of 38 as the captain. So, like, I don't know anybody that does that. Maybe a couple 117 guys, but that's about <laughs> it. So. We had one of them on our show. Oh, wait, no, he was in candidate there, but. Well, yeah. He spent the majority of his career there. Yeah, I would say that. I think when he started, I, 18, I, I think? I think you could say he spent his whole career. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for, for the majority of it. What, 40 years or something like that? Yeah. So what... Is that what made you want to join the fire department? Was that in your blood already? Oh, or I wanted to be a fireman yet? since the day my dad came home from the academy. I was three years old, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. So I was like, you know what? I got to do this. Okay. So what year did you come on? I came on December 1st of 08. Okay. That was my very first day in the academy. Okay. Um, are you a medic? No. Okay. Just an EMT. EMT. Yep. 
Okay. Uh, what was your academy life like? It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was a, it was a big eye opener. I I kind of knew since you know I got the you know the four hundred one from my dad that you know this is what's going to happen. You know, it's going to be a lot of testing. It's going to be some grueling hours, and you're going to not want to do stuff when you get home. You're not going to want to go, but you got to do it because this is your job. And you never had any prior firefighting or EMT or anything like that. Nothing. Right? I, you know, just just stories I heard from my dad and his buddies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, we heard that clip, and you know, we'll we'll get to that. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, the stash bash? So stash bash is for um, what well, started off as prostate cancer, and it's still going to stay as a prostate cancer thing because the whole no no uh, like the mustache for November is like no shave November, all that good stuff. But this year was different because we've had such an outpouring of of cancer on the job that like we wanted to make sure that this one was just solely for us. And if we're going to go that route again, as far as being just for prostate cancer again, I'm cool with that. And I'm sure that's what Jenny wants to do. I'm, I'm really, you know, dissatisfied that she's not here, but you know, things happen. We'll, 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 I'm sure you guys will have us back on as a pair to just solely talk about that. And I'm just going to kind of give you guys a Cliff Notes version of it because I want to screw it up. Number one, because, you know, (laughs) cause she's, I'll tell you right now, if without her doing everything, like this would be a lost cause. She's like, the whole backbone of this. I'm just, I just here to help her out. Like she runs the thing and she does it. And you're referring to Jenny Yokus. Yes, I'm referring to, to Jenny Yokus. Okay. Yes, just the beautiful face of the operation. Are you, Mike? Right? Uh, yeah, it's a, me. No, no, no. You're not selling posters or tickets without this mug. Yeah, that's, right. That's, that's, that's right. that's right. This is the face right here, right here. Except for that mustache, but whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, w- without her, I mean, this this wouldn't be anything possible. Like we we just drunk talked one day at, at a bar. Well. I was wrong. She was serving me, so she she was part of the problem, whatever. <laughs> was it Sutherland's? Yeah, Sutherland's, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, so we started there, and then she was just like, wouldn't it be so funny if we have a party where all these guys just throw out mustaches and they look like morons? And I'm like, well, I mean, I could look like a moron at any given moment. <laughs> so, but uh, I was like, yeah. So we, she called me first thing in the morning and, you know, didn't even let me be hungover. And she's like, we got to get this going. We got to do this. We got to do that. And I'm like, Okay, let's do it. Let's go. And that's how it started. I mean, she can share more and she's got way more information than me. But uh yeah, I mean, she's she's the backbone of it for sure. So a couple drinks at Sutherland's and you guys dive right into yeah, it. Yeah, huh? we did head first too. Like God we bless just, you. We started the ball rolling like the next day, and I think we we planned our first one within a matter of a few weeks. Was was Jenny already on the job then? Yeah, she was yeah. A paramedic. Yeah, yeah. I, I like how you can go to like any firehouse, like couple nights before or a couple days before the it goes on and people are like uh, hey are you going to stash bash yeah. <laughs> are you going to stash bash like and everybody's talking about it you know mm. hey steve let me interrupt you here real quick for a second <laughs> uh, <laughs> can we just take a minute no steven congratulations on, on the young guy oh well thank you oh yeah, yeah congrats, congrats buddy, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so steve missed last uh the last tell us all we about your child the kiddo uh <laughs> I, I would. It would take uh, quite a while to tell you all about what uh, what went down at the hospital, but everybody's at home. Everyone's doing good now, um, and we're happy to have uh, the little guy. And uh, yeah, it's baby boy, baby boy. Uh, How big? Uh, uh, nine pounds, twelve ounces. Oh my god, twenty one inches. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not even the size of his old man's head. I'll tell you. <laughs> So yeah, he's doing good. Uh, he's a, he's our gonna be our little chunker. Uh, he he eats. So yeah, well, fucking God bless. I wonder him. where he gets it from. I don't yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty for that. Yeah. You know, uh, there was a, a fireman uh, by the name of uh, Nick. I won't share his last name, but he said he, he looked at me. He goes, "You know, you and Mike Manchester, you guys are pretty much the same person." I'm like. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I was actually just gonna say, well, I want to, con- yeah, I, I want to congratulate Steve on coming back. Um, and this is probably gonna be his last episode because Mike is way cooler oh, okay. than Steve. <laughs> Sign me up. There you go. Uh, the problem is, is Corey can't show up on time. At least he was late this time. At least he brought beer because I gave him such a hard time about. Hey, it we're drinking time. beer, guys. Hey, well, yeah. Well, Corey did show up on time and managed to still be late. <laughs> how does that happen? That's his mo. It's kind of so. how does that happen? <laughs> Sorry, don't worry. I'm never on time anywhere. But it's called fashionably late, so it's oh, okay. Man, got... I had to do my hair today. You know? It's yeah. all good. Not, not an issue I have generally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm sorry, Vince. Get back to you're doing. Your oh, were we doing thing. something here? Oh. Uh, well, Mike, uh, 
where did you go right out of the academy? What was your first assignment? Uh, Engine 109. I went straight out of the academy, and uh, it was uh, a blessing. I, I really was very You got thankful. 109 out of the academy? I did. I did. It was uh, It was one of those... Uh, Steve, how does that happen? Uh, well, I, I'm... No. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would never, ever, ever lie about it. I'll tell you right now, it wasn't, it wasn't due to my stellar performance in the academy. Let's, <laughs> let's get that really quick. I could sit there and say, yeah, I did 47 pull-ups. You know, they were really... Hip. No, I did about 4.7 pull-ups, and that was about it, so... Where's that at? Uh, which one? The, the 109. Finals? 109. Yeah. Well, when I first went there, it was at the corner of uh, 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 24th and... Uh, Whipple. Okay. And there's now they, they closed a firehouse and they built this new one at 24th and Kedzie. So it's it's nice. It's a nice nice house. It's uh what well neighbor, what neighborhood's that considered? It's a little village. A little village. Yeah. Okay. For those people who are listening yeah. who aren't privy to those uh, yeah, like Corey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suburbia land. So you went to one oh nine. Wait, and, hold on a oh second. Oh boy. If we're congratulating oh, me, God. we gotta oh, congratulate right. somebody else here. You're up. Uh, that's why it's we have me. Me? me? Oh, no, not so. me. Somebody got a big promotion the other day. Well, well, is well. that right? Is, isn't that right, Lieutenant? Lieutenant Corey. Oh. Mm. How's it feel? Yeah, I mean, it feels it, it feel a lot better if I got the respect that I deserve. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for the salute. I was waiting. Oh, for... you're getting it. Here, here. You're getting it. Salute. Oh, look at all these salutes I'm getting. As, wow. we, as we speak, there's crossing mains outside. Right. There'll be an American flag yeah. up there. And... Three guys and six salutes. It's you amazing. Can't the, you know the pipers outside? The pipers right they, now. The, the pipers are going right They're always going on up here. Yeah, yeah. Always... <laughs> oh, you, congratulations, Steven. Corey. Thank you, thank you, guys. All right. Can we quit sucking our own dicks yeah. here yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and talk to Mike? <laughs> right. Oh, shit. Mike's here. Oh, hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Who's Mike? <laughs> So we're at 109 with Mike, right? That's where we're at. All right, where do we go from there, Mike? Um, I started as a candidate, uh, and I was there for 10 years. 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Were, were you the low guy on the totem pole for the whole net? So, so I, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I even like to to this day, pretty much, I would still be the low guy on the totem pole because. Yeah. Cause it's such a a good spot and and well sought after by guys that are transferring in, that we rarely got candidates. Before I got there, they got two more candidates, uh, Cedric Edwards and the beautiful Johnny Godinez, and uh, and they were there three months prior to me. So them having a candidate was like a godsend because uh, Eddie Negron always told me that and beautiful Eddie Negron. Don't get me wrong, he's he's. Cooking is phenomenal. <laughs> equally um, pretty. <laughs> he, oh, equally. Uh, he said he spent, I think, 10 or 11 years before Johnny and Cedric got there. So it was like, he was like, oh, my God, I'm getting candidates. This is beautiful. <laughs> well, yeah. I went to, uh, I was on, uh, at 113's house, and some of the guys had listened to the podcast, and I showed up there. I was I actually got mandatory that day, and uh, they were wanted me to tell the story about the, you know, about being the new guy. And I can't remember what house this guy was from, but he said that he was a candidate for 20 years or something like that. I mean, that's... He was the low guy, and he's like, finally, they got a candidate. He goes, finally, after 20 years, I'm tired of carrying that fucking hand can, you know? <laughs> he's like, for 20 years, I've been carrying that hand can. It's Fuck. crazy. You know, so time doesn't... Time doesn't change for you if if you don't have anybody under you. Yeah, at least he, at least he knew his duty. I mean, that's, you know, a low guy carries a can. It's It's... It's a proven thing, but it's it's also a beautiful thing too. You know, it's like wear that with a badge of pride and honor because you're like, you know, I didn't want anybody after like after like four or five years. I'm like, I don't want anybody that's got less time than me. I want I want to be the young guy. So it's like I was the young guy in real life because of my age. Because I think the the biggest difference was like of, of like eight years, but also the young guy being you know I I have eight years on a job and at that time and I'm like. I'm still the low guy, but I, I I liked it. You know, I think it was pretty cool. Well, it, you get, as the low guy or like as the candidate, like you know your spot, like you know exactly where you fit in, you know exactly what you should know exactly what you're what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, and it, it, it is like you said, it is kind of a blessing where you can hold on to that for a little while. If you screw up a little bit, you're like, well, I'm the low guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody taught here. me that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, what are you a nine year candidate? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Staying in my lane, man. I'm yeah. staying in my lane. <laughs> the relief chief doesn't know that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Quit nitpicking, guys. Damn. Well, let's look back to the academy. Um, what was the hardest thing for you in the academy? Uh, definitely the, the, the EMT because I am just 
terrible with with test taking and stuff. And then I, I just wasn't getting it, like the whole ABCs thing. And um, did you have to take the national? What, 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 are, you, what are you doing? Which here? one you want? Hold it up. Oh here. no, I, I I mean if I'll stick with the Allegash, but if uh, if I want to do one of those, I'll do one of those. I'm I still got about that All much right. left. Sorry. Anyway, was... anyway, um. The EMT portion was definitely the hardest part for me. Um, just for I'm learning something brand new. I mean, the whole thing was brand new, but like learning something brand new. Like I never, I never learned how to take a blood pressure before. I never learned how to do a blood sugar. Never learned how to prick somebody with a with a pin. I'm like, all right, on the count of three, one, two, three, and I'm squinting as much as the next person is, and, <laughs> and I'm not even getting hit with it. So it's like, uh, but the like I couldn't grasp the whole airway breathing circulation thing in that order. I'm like going all over the place, and then finally. Well, they just Once changed I, the order on you now, too. I know they did. Now it's, what is it, BAC? So it's like, whatever. I passed. I don't care. So it's like, until I do my, you know, my, my recertification, all that stuff. So it's not BAC. Just it, whatever. <laughs> it's C-A-B, B-A-C. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> How about F-U? Whatever. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of abbreviations around. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'll get part of the alphabet correctly. Yeah, no, um, but grasping that concept was, was, was really tough for me. But once I got that and I was able to put that into perspective then then it was it wasn't bad at all so it was like let's just say it was i don't want to do it anymore so it was good (laughs) (laughs) best time of my life i never want to do again yeah Mm -hmm. you know it's crazy because they're like you don't at least when i first started getting into it i I know you had some background steve but like i mean there's you don't at least when i was first getting into it you i didn't traditionally think that there was a lot of messing medicine going on with firefighting you Mm -hmm. know i had no idea and the you know I went through I, I had trouble going through EMT class too, and um, and looking back I mean I I I couldn't even look back at it because we are so heavy EMS now that I'm like I'm like oh man like I just EMT class was hard but like if only I would have been working and doing the shit while I was like now it's no problem oh, yeah you absolutely. know it's no problem at all but like just no, I, yeah. in the in the moment I'm like fuck does this have to do with anything that i'm doing right now and then, and then then you start working you're like oh yeah there's no fires anymore it would you almost <laughs> be to your benefit if they put you on the street yeah you got six months on the street and then you studied for the test and then you sat for the test at yeah. least you would have you you you'd start wrapping your brain around it the way that you would naturally for sure yeah. absolutely yeah. and you get to do it like you can do it under pressure and you got people watching you that and you're not in like such a closed atmosphere, but I mean it's fine too. Like they taught us the skills we needed to 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 thrive in on the streets, and that was the thing that I needed the most. I like I'm a hands I'm a hands on guy. I needed that stuff. So the way that they taught us in the academy and the way they explained everything was was beautiful on both not only the fire side but but the EMS side that we we're talking about right now was was very well. Because if they didn't do a good job, I wouldn't be talking to you guys here today. I'd still be wearing a suit and being an asshole downtown somewhere and staring at a computer screen. We can make way more money. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be. I'd be making 150 phone calls a day like, hey, uh, you always want to go to Career Builder and buy a, buy a, a posting for $419? No. Thank God, this is way cooler. <laughs> so what's um, how were how were those 10 years? Anything sticking out in, uh, in that time you did over there? Uh, Like, you know, I mean, I just had the best time of my life at, at 109 and and I'm having as much equal fun at truck 48 because it's it, it's the same guys it's I would say it's a different circus it's the same assholes yeah so it's <laughs> like but and 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 I, I get along with everybody handsomely and I and I, I love being there and I, I love being I, I miss 109 all the time but I get to go there on details so it's like you know pick up where you leave off and everything right. so but and you know the, the different officers I went through everybody's been great I mean I never really had a bad person to work with ever Seriously. Was your dad still working when you got on? Yeah. He you was, got to work with your dad? He was, I did. I uh, I worked with him a few times, you know, not at the same firehouse, but like when he was working the same day I was. And then we had a, we had a few fires together too, which was really cool. How like, awesome is that? Wow. Tell, tell us about one. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so, fir- so the first one, I was actually detailed to uh, uh, Engine 49 and he actually was, was getting to go to detail at Truck 33. So they had to move in the Tower 54 because we were going to be at the same firehouse. And I'm like, and it was like, so he had to make a flip and we were leaving on a flight to go to, I think, Arizona to play a football game. So we were on the CFD football team and he was coaching and I was playing. So just for the people listening, you guys were going to wind up being at the same firehouse at the same time. So they had to move you. Cause yes, because you, can, you can't do that. You, we, you, it's not allowed. So you well, so explain why that's not allowed. So there was, um, this is back in the day. I can't remember the name of the family, but I guess it was... It was three sons and a father, and they were all at the same firehouse, and they all caught a fire, and they all died. And 
they had to tell the, the mother the next morning or whatever that nobody was coming home. So that's been um, a rule on the CFD per, God, like 18 or ni- early 1900s or something like that. It was I, – I, I always forget the name of the, the rule. And if you guys know the Well, there's the rule, a, a Sullivan Act. Sullivan Act, that's it. Um, that, that they apply to military as well. Mm. Oh, that's what it was. It was yeah. the military one, not the fire yeah. one. But, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that the Sullivan Act isn't derived from the same thing for the, that, of, a, that yeah. applies to the firehouse. No, and that, that is that is the same thing, and, that, and that's why, because it's called Sullivan Act, and thank you for way to make me look like an idiot. You could have said it. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that was the gist of it is that you, you can't have family working on the same shift of the same so firehouse. So how, how come your dad moved instead of you? Because he's a class act. That's why. <laughs> He's a class act. He's he's, he's he's a great guy. They but they moved him because he was an officer and I was a fireman, and uh, so I stayed at forty nine for the detail. And then his trade was to truck thirty three, but then they moved him to tower fifty four. It was funny because I think I think truck thirty three went down for PMs that day, and then forty nine had a basement fire, and tower fifty four was was first truck there, and I'm down in the basement and I'm and I'm helping whoever was on the pipe. I, I think it was John Reichs at the time. He was in the pipe, and, I, and he's like, he's like, give me some more lines. I grab some more line, and as I'm grabbing more line, I get this big ass shove right in my chest, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, who the, who is this ass? So I go, hey, and and then he, so then my dad, of course, you know, he he takes his helmet off and he puts his face right in front of mine. He goes, hey, and I'm like, oh shit, what's up? So then you know we went through, and so I thought that was pretty cool. And we had, we had like a few other ones in the 14th Battalion. Again, him on a flip or me on a flip, and then. We went to the same fire together, but that was the first one that that one always stuck out because it was it was hilarious. Well, I mean, not very many people get to do that. No, that was so you know? cool, definitely cool thing. Um, any other memorable moments from your uh, your first couple years over there at One Hundred and Nine? Any? Uh, my my first save was as a candidate. Um, I saved a little girl out of a building. Um, when was that? Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. No, was it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? I think it was Christmas Eve. I think it was Christmas Eve. Um, it, and it came in as a carbon monoxide. And, if, and for the listeners that don't know what our response is, a carbon monoxide is just it's just but basically it's an engine company that shows up, and they have a meter and they go through and then they can either you can shut off utilities, they can do whatever, they can call for level one if it's over x amount of parts per million on the on the meter, whatever you have to do. Um, but they call it came in as a as a carbon monoxide. And we're, I know, we're sitting in there, and we're all singing uh, Christmas carols, and you know, we're being goofy because today's a fun day, and it's it's a it's a weekend, and it's kind of a holiday, whatever. And uh, yeah, it was Christmas Eve because the parents went out shopping, so they left the two little kids upstairs, um, and then left the younger boy that's fourteen, I think, downstairs. They left him in charge of the two, and I don't know if they left a candle or something started on fire. And then I was looking at the building as we're getting out. And some woman's going nuts outside, and I look to the side and out the bathroom window, I seen a puff of smoke coming out the jawless window, and I'm like, I'm like, Lou, we have a fire, and he's and he this woman meanwhile yelling in Spanish, I had no idea what she was saying, and then he told me he's like, get out, lead out, lead out, lead out, and I'm like, okay, let's do this, and I'm like, I'm a candidate, I don't know really what's going on here, it's just probably like my third fire, fourth fire, whatever, but was any of the words out of her mouth fuego? You know what? I didn't I couldn't even tell. And I'll tell you, oh, it, and I forgot it. It just rained that night, so it froze over. And this woman came out. I think she got a couple words out, but she had no shoes and socks on, and she slipped on the pavement. And I'm telling you, her the the bottom of her feet were like parallel to the sky. I I'll never forget this. It was like slow motion. I'm like, oh my god, that woman's going down. And she did, and clear out. We just kind of slid her across the ice and and made our way upstairs, and then. My officer tells me he's like, "There's two kids up here. You got to find them." And I go, "So are, you, you, are you, nuts? you you were leading out at the so time." So I he told me to grab a line. So I I ran and grabbed the line off the back or off, the side. Off the back. I, I went off the back. I was I didn't know what we had, what was going on. I didn't know how far. I knew the, the fire was on the second floor. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go off the back. We have we have so the what, quarter on there. So when you're in doubt like that, off the back, off the back, you'll never you'll never be right. I you'll, you'll, you'll never, never run short. out of hose. Never come never come up short. Never come up short. I mean. My dad's probably gonna listen to this right now and be like, oh, you know, I should you should have grabbed the crossley. <laughs> I told you crossley. Well, we'll have him on later. I'm sure you will. <laughs> so you're you're actively leading out at this. I'm point. actively leading out. I get to the front door and my officer goes. He goes, I gotta. He goes, give me that line. 
I gotta grab my tank. You gotta get upstairs. You gotta find these kids. I go, there's kids up there. Like I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know, I'm, I didn't know Spanish as, as pretty well as I know it now. But like, I, I was kind of missing everything. And I'm like, what? And, and, we, and we run a variance. Well, we run a variance because the the cook had already left. So explain that to so, people who don't understand a variance. Because so variance is uh, you're uh, have four guys in your rig instead of five. And what is it? Ten of them per? Oh, what is it per city? Every year, every day per city. It's like thirty. It's like yeah. It's it's like thirty. We're allowed thirty. Allow thirty per the union. Um, the city, the city enforces thirty variances on the fire department. Yeah. So they're instead of five guys, we're a full, full crew is five guys. It was just four of us. So it was, it was the engineer, the officer, um, our hydrant guy, and myself, the pipe guy. So to basically go up there, you're, the engineer's not going to go in with you? No. The engineer stays out because he's sending the water and he's making sure that, that everything's going accordingly to, to get us water into the building. So to go search for these kids, so, it's, so yeah, right so, at this point in the story, it's just you and... The officer. The officer. Yeah. And then the, the hydrant guy's staying back, waiting to hear if we need to get to send water. Because right now, we're walking up to that door like it's a CO run. So we're going to have a guy stay back anyway because, you know, just because you send two guys in, you have two guys staying out, which is the engineer and the, and the fireman. So we so we went in thinking it was a CO. And, and you know, be, me being a candidate, thankfully, I had everything on. Like I had like, you know, and majority of guys, you know, they, they show up to a CO. A lot of times, it, you know, they're not going to bring their tank because a lot of times it's 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 just a stove or whatever. They should be in, in full PPE, which is fine. And, and I would say 80, 90% of the guys do. I had mine on, and uh, my officer had his on. So we were able to go to work right away, like no joke. But he had to run back and get more line. As I, I ran back and got the line, and he went back and got some more because we're, like, going upstairs. But he he just told me, he goes, you know what? Give me the pipe. You got to go up and do a search. There's two kids up there. And I'm like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'm going. So I, you know, I, I get up the stairs. I get to the second floor. and, and You're, you're still a candidate. Still a candidate, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, just – I got out of the academy. We we started on the streets in late June, and this is December. So that's what July, August, October. Whatever. So it's like five months. So it's five or six months. You know, I'm I'm do I'm now I'm remembering what did I learn in the academy? What did my guys teach me? You know, like you know, do a search. You know, find find the door, get inside, right hand search, do what you got to do. So I get lost in a closet that's like two by three. It's just terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? God damn it, let's it's go. Right. Kevin I'm, Casey wound up in that pantry, so yeah, you're I, all right. I, you're and right. I'm, throwing, I'm throwing towels and pillows and all this other crap around. I'm thinking it's everything I touch. It's a kid. No, it's not. It's a kid. No, it's not. <laughs> so then I fi- so finally I find the, uh, the bedroom because there was a stuffed animal, which I thought was a child. And I'm like, okay, well, this has got to be it. So I'm inside, and I remember to look to my left, and I saw, like, the knobs of a crib. And I'm like, okay, this has got to be it. So I'm searching around, searching around. One, one stuffed animal after another. There had to be a thousand stuffed you, animals. You, there. How is the visibility at this it's, point? It's completely d- down the floor. It's the there's there's down probably the like four stuffed animals, but it felt like a thousand. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, like let's just, yeah. <laughs> this isn't like KB toys or anything. Like that. You know, like, this isn't FAO shorts or anything like that. So, but yeah. So then finally, I, I, I went underneath the bed, and there was a little girl under there. I'm like, oh my god, I got her. So I remember that I was just kept going in a straight line. So all I had to do was turn around. So I grabbed her, and I like I literally carried her like a football, just you know, just in between my arms, and 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 I'm just now I'm like crawling through, crawling through, crawling through. I finally find the stairs, and I I get her down the stairs, and as I'm going down, guys are coming up, which is like, and and I'm like, I'm and they're like, I'm like, get out of the way, get out of the way. I'm I'm frantic, and and again, keep in mind, we're on a CO call. There's nobody on scene. We had no truck, no ambulance, no chief, nothing. So I'm on the front porch. Second companies are just starting to pull up. So I, I was like, well, you know what? She's not breathing. And, uh, and 109 is a BLS yeah, fire BL, rig, too. BLS fire rig. So there's no ALS stuff, like so no intubation. There's no, no paramedic. No, no paramedic, paramedic no, nothing. And so I, I I pull the girl out. I get on the front porch, and and I'm, you know, I, I give her a stern rub to hopefully, you know, whatever. She's not breathing. So I'm like, how many diseases does a two-year-old girl quite possibly have so i i took the i i gave her mouth to mouth and no barrier or whatever i know that everybody on listening is like oh what an idiot you know nah, whatever dude fuck that it's a two-year-old girl i'm yeah. like that's what i said that's it that's what i thought of and then i i gave her two breasts and a sternum rub and she popped her eyes open and scared the shit out of me i was like <laughs> oh my gosh she's alive <laughs> so then i'm i gotta run then i remember that there's ice everywhere so i had to run through the snow 
to get, and I finally see an ambulance pull down the side, and I'm like waving. I'm like, oh my god! So they're like, they come out and they they come running. I go, I'm like, watch out for the ice, and you know, it was it was crazy. So I handed her off, and then I grabbed uh, I grabbed the rest of my stuff, and I went back inside to look for the second one. But I guess they pulled the second kid out, and I crawled right past the second kid, which really like upset me. But then, but that two year old girl is alive to this day, so that was uh, that was a big thing for me, and that was like, the, that, I'm telling you now. Hands down, the coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life. No, kidding. hands down. God bless you, Mike. I can't. I don't think it'd be ever. I, I don't want to repeat to tell you the truth. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it was it was insane. So it was it was a lot of fun though. A lot of fun at the end of the day. It's been so. so where do you go from there? You know, like uh, I know <laughs> you're five months That's in. It, I know. I I couldn't. I know. I'm gonna go for another beer. <laughs> but, uh, it's not gonna get better at this point. So, Mike, did your did your pop give you anything like? Coming in, starting your first day, did he give you any advice, give you any any pearls of wisdom? And it's funny you ask because I actually used one thing that my dad told me, um, like one tactical thing he told me. He said, if you want to see anything or anything, he goes, take your take your helmet off and put your ear to the floor and give yourself a few seconds and take a look. And that and that's how I actually found that girl because I found the bed that way. I found the, the, uh, the crib that way. I found the array of toys on the ground that way, and I was able to – find her because she was underneath the bed because I put my ear to the floor. And that was like, he said, just take a, take a deep, no, take a quick deep breath, calm yourself down, put your ear to the floor, and scan. You can see everything. And, and, I, wow. and I did. So this is, so for all the young uh, firemen out there like myself, uh, we're on our sixth podcast, and this is the third time we've heard that. Yeah. Uh, this is the third time we heard that, guys. Kevin said uh, your victims aren't going to be on the walls or the ceiling no, they're not. They're gonna be on the floor. If you put your ear to the floor, you can see everything. And it's crazy. And and you know, and my dad's probably like, he finally listened to me after, <laughs> right. after all these years. He finally listened to me. Right. Have well, you ever like, told him that? No, what's that? You ever told him that? Absolutely. It was the first thing I did. I walked in the house and I was like, and of course he got three thousand phone calls about it already. And and I show it up and there's my family. So of course somebody was chopping onions at the top of the stairs. I have no idea who it was. <laughs> but uh but he, he's like, see, I heard you pull the garage. I go, I, go, I use your advice. He goes, about it's about fucking time, you know? <laughs> so yeah, it was it was good. But like, you know, I I, I value his opinion and everything. And everything that I do, I always have a QA with him before Where was he a fireman? He was at he was at 38. Oh yeah. He started out as a candidate at 38. He was there for 17 years. Then he did um, a little bit of a stint at Truck 22, just to learn a little bit of high-rise before he got made, because he was getting made. Then they sent him to the airport, which he absolutely loved. And then uh, <laughs> and then they sent him back to the 4th District, and then he, then he, you know, he, he did his uh, – then he got to Truck 36, and then he absolutely loved it, and then he, got, then he made captain. I never seen somebody so disappointed about me. It's like, oh, I love that spot. I had to go truck – I was at Truck 36. Now I got to be a – then I got to be a captain. So then after – Captain, he went. He got sent to uh, Engine Forty Seven, I think. That's the one on the South Side, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna look at it. He was like, I don't know. I, what's I, the ambulance there? <laughs> what's the ambulance there? Um, he, he, he one hundred and nine is as far south as I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Forty Seven because it's Truck Thirty is the other yes. one. There. Yeah. Okay. So he he loved it there too. I loved the guys. He's like, but man, the 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 the, the ride coming from south to north is brutal, and you know that for sure. Yeah. So, but then he got the 38 spot and he stayed there and retired out of there. I'm actually pretty surprised I would do everything about that too, which was crazy. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. So, uh, Mike, you played for the CFD football team. For, yeah. Uh, how long did you play for? Five years. Five years. Uh, you want to talk about the football team at all? Like how it was kind of works or? It was so much fun, but I... My body couldn't take it anymore. I was getting beat up, and and I, I woke up like because in your your high school days you were a crusader, correct? No, no where'd God, you, no. Where'd oh you my go? God. I was a GT Ram baby. Oh, there. Oh, you're GT. Okay. There you go. The other school they closed. <laughs> <laughs> they're so, like yeah. closing again or something. Yeah, they they're 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 relocating. They're, oh, they're, yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. So they turned into the Paul really? College Prep, and yeah. and I got. They guess they got up. They got a ton of money. Probably threw to Paul, and. They're building a whole new school for them, and it's it's a beautiful facility. I'm like super jealous, but I, I love I loved where I went. I loved the school, and it was great. And I I, I love being a Ram. It was it was That's a awesome. lot of fun. That's Made awesome. a ton of friends there. To this day, I'm going out with a few of them this evening, and yeah, it's gonna be a good time. 
So uh, how does the football team work? Are there tryouts? Is it kind of like a word of mouth thing? No, there's no tryouts. It's just you want to play, you can play. And then we, you know, all, everybody is a fireman. And um, at first we didn't have other fire departments joining, but then we got like some kind, I don't know if it was, a, if it was like a, a rule that we didn't notice or we got some type of a permission or if it's just that the way, it, that's the way it was. But then we started letting other fire departments come in and, and play with us because theirs was so small. They didn't, they couldn't develop a whole team. So they came in and played with us and, and then we just turned into some huge family of firemen on, in the Chicagoland area that all wanted to play football. So it was. And you guys, tra- you guys traveled the country. All over the country. What were some of your favorite spots? Oh my God. Uh, de- definitely. Um, when we played the Phoenix fire department, because that was a big rivalry and they were really good. And uh, the the trip was awesome, like because anywhere warm, it's going to be great. So. How does that wind up being a, a, a rivalry with <laughs> Chicago? It, well, there was just a lot of it was a lot of shit talking to begin with, like like all over the field and stuff. Yeah. And 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 they were they were like, and pretty much every team was substantially younger than us, so it was like <laughs> we were already behind the eight ball. But we had so much talent that like that had just you know like had been rolling down for years and years and years. And you that, guys play the coppers a lot too, right? Yeah, we play the cops every every year. And I think we like by the time I was on there, we pretty much split it up. And they were just like the best team. They're they're really yeah. good. They they had some good dudes and but we were awesome too. Like don't get me wrong. We and we were well coached. I mean we had every coach we had like had more than one state championship underneath their belt as a coach. So it was like, come on. So you've you fit you did you transfer out of 109? Like you put in you you picked four spots that you wanted. Three. That you picked three. Three. And what was the your top pick? So, uh, wait. So going into 109 or leaving? Leaving. Sorry. Leaving. Leaving. My top pick was truck 48. Okay. Yeah. Truck 48, and then I went uh, truck 26, and then tower. No, I'm sorry. I went truck 48. Truck 32, truck 26. That's what it was. Because I wanted to cross the floor, but I knew I was already beat. I knew that I knew one guy was putting in that that had me beat. So other, you other wanted two. you wanted to go from an engine company to a truck company. Yeah. I, I figured what, what what was your reasoning for that? Well, I, I already had 10 years and I knew this lieutenant's exam was coming up. I wanted to, to cross the floor and and um don't get me wrong, like I had multiple opportunities that to to allow me to cross the floor and it was great. And uh it was it was it was a good time. Like uh they were short of guys on truck thirty two at the start when I was there, so I was you know they were letting me cross the floor a lot. And, so and so you had already done a bunch of truck work. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then you give details and stuff like that. But I wanted to get an everyday uh, occurrence of being on a truck, so that's why I left. And it was it was a good move because a couple guys asked me like, "Hey, we heard you wanted to do something. Want you want to come over here?" And I was like, "Oh, I wanted to be there since I was three years old." I and mean, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I absolutely love one nine. It was just like. A gift to me, and I and I to this day like those guys will always have a special special spot in my heart because it's like my first spot, and I stayed I stayed there for a decade, so it was cool. But you know, I, I wanted to cross the floor, but truck forty eight was the next best thing. I got to see on my shift. I I did change daily days, but like I said, like I got to see all my old guys, and then I worked with these guys a ton too. So it was I think it was it was a banner move. So daily days for people who are listening are everybody else's Kelly days. Kelly days, yeah. Kelly days. And they were given to us by Daily. Mayor Daly. <laughs> um all right, well you let's just let's just jump ahead. Let's go right into this. Um you wanna go to March third, twenty eighteen? Yeah, that was a nightmare. It was right. uh where, it was where, where, so where were you? I was at one oh nine. Okay. Um I, a lot of this stuff is what people told me. Um Due to the hypoxic state, plus all the medication that was pumped into me at the time, uh, I had some pretty massive amnesia. I don't remember going to work that day, so a lot of these questions that you're probably going to ask me, I'm going to have no answer for you. You might get a better opportunity of uh, getting the guys that won the Lambert tree to, to answer some of these questions for you, but I don't remember anything. I'm, so I'm the, honest, honest to God. So Give us your recollection of what I mean. So we know that you went to a fire. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll backtrack to the day before. So the day before, I do remember I was at the Rosemont Outlets because I had a uh, I was standing up at a wedding in Mexico and I was leaving the next day to go to Mexico for this wedding. 
And my buddy Timmy Naprakowski who's on the job too. He got married. He's on squad too. And uh, he's a beast. He's and a- I used to train uh, jujitsu with him, and he just folded me like a chair for an hour and a half. He is... It was unfucking real You didn't know. And um, Steve is not built like a chair. No. no. He's not built like Tim Naprakowski either. No. He's he's uh, a special human being. He's awesome. Wreck-It like, Ralph, if you will. Wreck-It Ralph is a great... A great yeah, great terminology. He's... Uh, we called him. We called him. I came in a job with him. We called him Ogre in the uh, in the academy, <laughs> nerds. And he used to yell that. Oh, it was so funny. And he's he's and he's and he's he's gigantic. And he's but he's like a, a great human being. And he and he's super smart. And he's like just a lovable man. And when he was done kicking my ass, he'd be like, Oh yeah, by the way, this is what you did wrong. And like I'm like, Yeah. Oh, thanks. That thanks, really coach. hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Can you unfold yeah. me down? Yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck like this. Yeah, we came on the job together, and, and he played uh, offensive tackle for us on the uh, on the football team too. It was, yeah, I'm I'm glad I was on offense because I didn't want to block him or try to get blocked against him because I lose every time. So at the beautiful Rosemont Outlets. Yes, I was at the beautiful Rosemont Outlets, and uh, and I had actually had to go back because I was sending pictures of these shirts that I was wearing. I was like, Tim, you like this one? Tim, you like this one? And it was pretty funny. So, um, but I was I was home and I was in bed by like ten ten thirty because I'm like. I got a I got a big day at work tomorrow, and then I got to come home right away, catch this early flight, go to Mexico, and have a good time. So, well, that never happened. So I woke up uh, five days later in a, in a hospital, or maybe three days later in a hospital bed, and I just that, had, that's what that, that's how far back your amnesia goes. Is... It, I, I don't well, I was unconscious for those days, and then like those days too, like people were like, "Oh yeah, we had a full conversation." I go, "Yeah." Thanks for telling me. I don't remember that at all. Like it's it was like the worst blackout I ever had, but it was just. It was just terrible. Like it sucked, and and I was just in a place that I didn't want to be in. And but but uh, Cook County Hospital, they they nursed me back to health, and they they well, were awesome. I was reading that you went to Mount Sinai first. I was so they stabilized me at Mount Sinai. Okay. So they they intubated me in the back of the ambo, and then they drove me to Sinai to stabilize me, and then they brought me to County because they were checking to see if I was burned from the inside and. Which was which was negative, which was good, um, and yeah, it was just. Uh, you remember the you remember so, the crew who took care of you? I I know the the crew because they told me it was Jimmy and Dennis. Yeah, yeah. which were, those guys are awesome. Amos thirty three. Thank you guys for saving me. And uh, <laughs> it was it was great. They were they were awesome. And and Jimmy told me he goes he goes dude, you were so sooted up and black. He goes I had no idea it was you until until like ten minutes after we dropped you off. Like had no clue. No that's, idea. That's so the day of, so the day of, uh, what, what was the call for? Uh, it was it was a fire. Okay. And it was odd. It was it was not in our actual still. It was in thirty eight still, but they were on a they were on another another fire run apparently. So we were first in. First in. And in uh, I guess the place was going pretty good. And what and, was it? House. Yeah, just a, just a, I think it was like a like a two two to three story. Uh, I think it was two story apartment building. Okay. Like a Greystone. I think so. I'm, I like again. I don't oh, remember. Yeah. No. Have, have you so, been back to the fire building? I've been back just to drive by it, but we can't get inside because it's boarded up. Yeah. So, but they don't. I almost died inside. there. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah. you should let me yeah. in. I want to repaint this picture. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. And and then you wake up, county. A yeah. Of days later. I remember. I remember the first time I woke up. I I was like looking at my mom, my dad, and I'm you know I see them talking to me, and I'm like I hear them talking to me, like I wasn't like deaf or anything, yeah. but I just wasn't grasping the concept that I was all messed up. And then I remember, I mean, and you were all popped up too. I mean, yeah, who knows yeah, what yeah. The f- but I remember looking at my hands, and they were like just black. And I'm like, yep, I was in a fire. I got messed up in a fire. It's uh, that's like the worst thing I ever imagined, and it was terrible. And it was, what, and no shit. What did they? What's everybody else's recollection of what happened? So like, what was your position? At that fire, I was in heel. When heels okay. second up, when I'm, I'm I'm assisting the for guys that aren't hardest struggling. job of the fire. Yeah, I mean you're you're assisting the pipe man. You're making sure he can advance, he or she can advance to the seat of the fire and uh, with with the nozzle, which is the pipe. And and I'm you know just kind of like trying to get them across and up and down, inside and out, like doorways and stairs and all that good stuff. But they said we were all doing a great job and 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 everything was fine. And then. All of a sudden, the line stopped moving, and then they they came back to find out what was going on. I was down, so and I don't I don't remember any of that. Like I said, I don't even remember going to fire. This is all through people that told me what what happened. Right, so. you trying to piece it together. So who were the guys that eventually found you? It was um, Max, Dave, and uh, it was uh, 
who else was there? I mean, there was like it was it was a whole group of people apparently just all kind of was it the got, truck the en- the guys on the truck or the guys on the engine? So Cap- Captain Ludwig was on was on the engine that day. Um, our actual captain was on either daily or furlough, and he found me. Um, Max found me, Dave found me, and then uh, Jesse found me, who was on the truck too. So it was like. All, like I went down, so everybody kind of converged on you in the same time. Yeah, they said I was like I heard I went to the awards thing and they said that I was like underneath some rubble or whatever. But apparently I went down in front of like four people, so that was like they knew Boom. right away. Right. Call, call the mayday, get them out of here. So and that was it. So, so the, the mayday was called, but the RIT team never got to you because those no, guys cause, that were standing right there. So the RIT were, team was deployed, but they were deployed, and they, I guess the they, the RIT team. And again, this is what everybody's been telling me. The RIT team, like, was, was I don't even know if they were on, on scene yet, because it happened real quick. Yeah. So. Because you I, don't get a, in the city, you don't get a RIT team until it's a working fire. Correct. So you guys get, you 109 gets there, and the officer says, okay, yeah, we got a working fire. Now the RIT team's getting dispatched, either from quarters or on the air. Yeah. And I, I don't remember who the RIT team was, um, but, I, but, but I heard that some squad guys came in on me, some guys from RIT had in on me. The truck hammy, like it was just a lot of everybody that they just yeah. Well, I, you, you didn't call in your own mayday, you know. No. Like they they came across you. No, uh, God I, knows, like what was you know. Yeah, exactly. What, so when it happened, yeah, you might have been down for five times. And I've before. heard like I'm, I've heard stories from everybody, and they all kind of correlate. Jive to the same. together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so but it's like, yeah. It, I mean, it, but it's it's part of the job, and apparently this happens to guys. So it's like I haven't heard it happen to many people, but. I'm special. So, <laughs> so Mike, you did are. they ever find out? Did you ever get a diagnosis of no. why you went down? Well, the smoke inhalation is what it is. That's what it came out to being, um, per my doctor at uh, County, who was just absolutely phenomenal. So he was, he was a great guy. And he, see, he's just a big Greek, massive, awesome man. Oh, oh yeah, we yeah. we had the him in par- yeah we had him in paramedic school, and he he loves firemen. He thinks we're like the coolest people. Not only does he love us, but his wife loves us thirty times more than him. So like, and oh, I've been trying gross, to like, Mike. Been try- <laughs> so, <laughs> but, he, but he told me that. So he's like, we've been trying to like, uh, like you know, get his kids over to the firehouse and stuff like that, yeah. and have him and his wife have have lunch or dinner with us and stuff. So it's been, but he's been like going out of town, and then the one time he was at Easter and he's Greek, so it's like that's a big thing yeah. for him. So yeah, so he's uh, but even though the best part about him was that he he ran the place. And he ran it with like a sledgehammer in his hand. Like everybody bowed down to him. He was he was the man. And he and he never steered my parents wrong. He never gave them like any bullshit or any like, well, this, this, this. He said, This is how it is. I'm sending him home at this time. It's gonna be this date. And I'll tell you right now, he was right the whole time. Like he was correct the whole time. Yeah. So yeah, he's. Uh, I I actually just threw away his business card. I was like, oh, through all this old dumb shit that I had. Yeah, like that. Hey, honestly, that would be a guy. He's, uh, he's great. That had, would be a great guy to have. He on took here. us in as paramedic students. Uh, we went to Corey and I went to Malcolm X, and he took us in as University. Paramedic. Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. yeah he's. Yeah. 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 We'll just call Doctor P. Doctor P. Yeah. And. Just a phenomenal dude. Dude, he was out of control. We yeah. were so we would go to um, you know, we we do um we do our clinicals <laughs> at different places. We went to county, Masonic, all mm-hmm. those, uh, USC and all that shit. And um I remember going to county and and we had, you know, we had you know, boxes that we had to check off. So it was like you have to do a burn clinical here, you have to do an ICU clinical here. Mm-hmm. And um I, at least for me, I, I'm sure yours wasn't much much different, but we went into I went to the burn center and it was this guy, the doc, and um I'm talking to him and he's like he's like, Oh man, you guys are great. He's like, uh, what what are you trying to do? You gonna be a fireman or whatever? I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm in paramedic school right now. And he, he's like, Oh, okay, cool. He's like, Come on, we got some motherfuckers to deal with. And I'm like all right, man. What's up? <laughs> so we went into the like we got all gowned up, did our scrubbing down um, in in the OR, and I remember going in, and he was just like looking around. You can't tell because they're all wearing masks. Yeah, and he's got the um, the gang of nurses and and uh, uh, and techs are helping out, and I remember like it was real quiet, and he's like, "Yeah, this guy got burned." Like he did a full case study thing on what was going on with the guy. He's like, "This guy was fucked up. He was in a fire from this, 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 and this." I'm like, "Oh, okay. He's got these injuries." I'm like, "Oh, cool." He's like, "So you ready?" I'm like, "I mean, 
yeah, I mean, I guess. And, and like, he just... Ready for he just, what? Yeah. So he just <laughs> puts on, like, back when Bluetooth speakers are new, he puts on, like, just, like, Slipknot. Slipknot. Slip, like, all kinds thing, of... Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. Yeah. Get and, out of here. Yeah. And he is just losing his it. mind in the... In the <laughs> like, I just remember, like, again, like, at a point, like, I mean... Priests are a little bit higher up there, but like Doc's mostly, I'm like, oh, like, sir, you know? And and yeah, I just yeah. remember like in the middle of this thing, he, we were doing this thing where, um, where like you, you shave the skin off of a different area of the body yeah. and then you run it through the, the cheese grater or whatever to kind of like spread it out, you know, industry term says, and, um, <laughs> and, and like to, to graft the skin onto the area. I heard it's uh, painful. He, yeah. Scrubbing and, and stuff. Yeah. And he's just, he was like, he was. Sticking around, it was it was great. Like he was just very low key and fun about the whole thing. I'm like, holy shit, man! Like this guy, this guy went to at least eight times the amount of college. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and like you're in the place where you could learn humility in seconds. Yeah. You walk into a place you, uh, like the burn unit at Cook County, you don't know how good you got it. Mm -hmm. You don't oh. know how good your life is. Absolutely, and 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 that goes back to like, like you know, I I was getting very very anxious to get out of the hospital and it was like you know probably like around my 10th day and um and I, I wanted out like bad and i and and like you know but then i was brought to my attention that you know there was other people on this floor that were not getting out and they probably weren't going to get out and they were probably going to die and and like you know like my old man said he goes he goes there's a woman that tried to save her christmas tree and you know like and, and they you guys may, may or may not edit it but it's like this woman got burned like good 80% of her body like totally messed up he's like she may never leave here and you get to go home he goes yeah. so quit your bitching and let's get this shit out let's, let's get this shit out of the roll let's go that's, that's the good catholic that sent you to garden tech like yeah. telling you like hey you know so call, how, how long were you counter, 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 counter blessings, blessings. Yeah, yeah exactly how long were you innovated for mike well i i don't know i want to say in the range of 3 days maybe i want to say 3 i i could be wrong it could be more, I don't think it's any less than three because was it more like a precaution because they weren't sure yes. if you got burnt or not? So. It was a precaution to to save the trachea because they you know just in case you were unfortunately we lost the fireman because of that uh, Herbie Johnson and and that was the big thing that everybody had in their mind like we are going to innovate this fucking guy and we are not taking it out until we know damn sure it's not going to swell up. And thank God. So that was a pretty evasive thing that Denny and Jimmy did to you. Yes, they did to, it right away. To protect that airway for you. And they, and they IO'd me, which I didn't did feel they that really? either. Yeah. They IO'd you? They IO'd me too. And uh, it was – so I, I, I remember – no, I don't think about it. I, I remember seeing the uh, the scab, and I, and I was looking at it, and I go, did they IO me? My dad goes, <laughs> yeah, I go, motherfucker. <laughs> I might chalk it up on the list. <laughs> well, you got to think about that's an oh shit moment for any medic. Oh, because you know Denny, you know Jimmy, and then they're going to have you. Yeah, but you those the, two, they probably did it with a smile on their face. Like, well, here those, we go. It, yeah. You, they were like, he had this one coming. Yeah. <laughs> but see, the thing was, is that, again, like, they, Jimmy didn't even know it was me. He didn't, he tells me all the time, because I did not know that was you. He goes, maybe I would have been a little bit more gingerly on that I.O. I, I said, no, I wanted you to yeah. I wanted you to do that. I mean, and you don't know. Like, it might have been good that he had those blinders on. I, you I know, agree. Like, hey, I this, agree. Is, this is a, one of the guys. I don't know who it is, but bam, I got to go to work. Yeah. I remember he said he – I remember he told me he was, he was ripping my boots off and just wailing over the top of his head like whoosh, whoosh, and then getting all my stuff off of me because they, they said the response from you getting out of the building for everybody like coming on scene all at once was like – the blink of an eye. And then they had you, the ambulance didn't, he's like, we, we didn't even have a chance to like put the brakes on. We, we got you in the ambulance right away, bing, 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 boom. And they had me out of my equipment right away. And everybody did a phenomenal job. And as I'm saying it right now, I, 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 I a million thank yous for, for everybody that was on scene that did that and, and visited me and, and showed me, and, and basically showed my family so much love. Like, for, forget me. They, was, they showed me love by insulting me, which is great. <laughs> we'll get to that. Per usual. But We'll uh, get to that. But the outpouring of of of, of support and uh, love that they showed, like my mom, my dad, and and my my sisters, and and everybody, everybody just was phenomenal. Well, it's it's your brother's it, keeper. That's it, it's you know. it's kind of amazing yeah, that I agree. they didn't know who you were, and it didn't really matter at mm -hmm. that moment, like who you were. They knew that one of us was down, yeah, and they just got to work, spring into action. So and then, all right, you're sent home. How long were you at home for? Um, well, I actually stayed at my parents' house because, uh, so like it, they said, it's gonna take me 
a while to wean off of all the medication, which I mean, I'm telling you right now, I got out of there and I was like, am I going to be able to think like regularly again? Like you could tell. So I, I inherited the nickname 10 second Tom because, (laughs) (laughs) and and, and you know what? You don't even, you don't need to explain. (laughs) It's good. It's good. And the guys that are listening, I I hope to God they do because I, I know, I know my friend Larry gave me 10 second Tom. Joe Trampus was like, oh my God, your brain is mush. It's from that movie, right? It, yeah, the, yeah. It sounds uh, like a dive. The, oh God, where they're was, in Hawaii. Yeah, it's the Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where uh, she can't uh, remember anything. A thousand anything. dates or yeah, 50, 50 first dates. 50, 50 first dates, yeah. So, <laughs> 10 seconds. So, yeah, it's like, hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> he, he can't remember past 10 seconds. Well, that was me. And, uh, <laughs> And it's it's crazy, and, and to this day, I I still feel the effects of it. Do too. you really? Absolutely, I I definitely do. And it took me, it took me a while, and 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 it was very tough to to remember a lot of stuff. For I'm, I mean, like I said before, I'm 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 a terrible test taker for like to begin with, but for the this was it was another challenge for me studying for this lieutenant's exam that, that that we just took, and that was a very tough thing for me. And I and I know that that my that my maybe because I'm older too, that could be another thing as well. Um, but I, I, I feel like it, it would, it, it did mess me up a little bit, but you know, but you know, we all have phones, we all have things to write on, like just put it in a calendar. You'd be all right. It's the most things, but that's okay. Well, the guy, one guy was credited with pulling you out to the point where he got the highest award that you, uh, three, three guys did got the highest award. They gave them to three people. Yes, they did. Good. Yeah. And I, and they, I wish everybody could on, on the fire ground could have, could have gotten that award because Without one person, I, I I don't think we'd be talking right now. But everybody put forth such a good effort on saving my ass that it was like I think everybody should have gotten the, the uh, labor tree for sure. And at, at what point were you released back to go to work? Uh so right when I got released back to work, I actually had a furlough. So I like so I spent another another eighteen days off of of, of shift because I they sent me back to to work, and then the very next day I went on furlough. So it, was, it actually worked out. Perfect. So I think it was like, so March 3rd was when I laid up, apparently. And then I think I went back to work after furlough was May 5th. And and as I was, it was only gone for like two months. Okay. Yeah. So 13 days total, you said, uh, in the hospital? For, uh, yeah, I think I, 10, 10, 13. I, I don't remember. It's, yeah, yeah we were... Right. I think it was, it was the, like four beers ago. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> I mean, we were talking. So me and Mike were it talking was the to the 12th? bar. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, we were talking to the bar. And I'm like, my two kids came out and they were atom bombs, each one of them. And my wife, you know, she got released a day later. And like, this fucking guy spent like 13 days oh, in the hospital. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's not, it's not like, oh, like my finger still hurts. I, I'm gonna need another day or two yeah. to hang out. <laughs> like, there so, were, I mean, you were there for a reason. Yeah, for what, sure. What was all right? You go back to work. What was the? I I know they busted your balls. So. Oh man. Oh, walk in the door. What was the? What was the best ball bust? They're like, oh, you do you guys want to help? You want me to give you a hand to the door? Do you want to, do you want to, do you want us to re to re uh, examine the rig? I'll show you the rig around. But you, I know you're the new guy. And, oh, like like relentless, like right out, right out the, right out the gate. And I wouldn't have had it any other way. That, I that, wanted. Like it, I, yeah, that's how they show that they they care about you. They yeah. love you. They're glad you're okay. Yeah, they're like, and then they're like, you know, you you're on you're on fucking watch today. You got to do the <laughs> dishes today. When are you gonna start cooking again? You know, it was it was hilarious. And then, and then the best thing was when um so that first day was actually really quiet. It was it you know with him we had a few runs, um no fire runs at all actually, but we had like maybe an automatic alarm or two maybe to Mount Sinai and and uh. uh the, the gardens, yeah. You had to rekindle at the very house that you uh, had your mayday at <laughs> yeah. two months later. So I mean, it was it, it was just it, it was it was very bittersweet to get back to work, and and I'm glad it was like get back to work, get back to doing what you got to do, and then the very next day, right out the door for for a stolen box, it was like no, it's two eleven, two around two three buildings going around the block from the firehouse at like maybe one or two in the morning, and I remember my my captain at the time was Roy Dean, and I'm I'm. I'm I'm crawling down the hallway. I'm leading out of the third line, and and we're going to the second building, and we're, we're going up the stairs. I'm crawling on the street, and I'm crawling crawling down the hallway. I could see the fire at the end of the thing, and and right when I get there, he grabs me by the foot and he gives me a big yank, and I go, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Business as usual, kid," and I just started <laughs> dying laughing. So we knock we knock the thing out, or whatever. We're, we're ventilating and everything like that, and and you know the smoke clears and everything like that. And, and what you do is after the smoke clears, and your and your officer deems it to be safe. 
to to breathe the air that's in there, you guys can doff your masks. And and we did that. And then so it's so then some more smoke started started to like kind of lip around from the other building next door. It was getting back in. And then I remember my, my captain going, he goes, he goes, hey kid, why don't you put that mask back on? Make me feel safe. I go, you got it, buddy. It was, <laughs> it was just so funny. We were, we were just laughing our ass off the whole time. But yeah, it was good. But it was you can always feel the love at one night. <laughs> you know, we. I, like, I was told. Yeah. So, uh, I uh, had worked with a guy that was there for a very long time uh, at another house, and he, he called it the house of hate. Yeah, it was house. <laughs> well, thirty-eight thousand. No, <laughs> so we call one of mine a house of love. We're all loving each other, and then thirty-eight a house of hate. Well, I don't know. I mean, now that they have an ambulance there, there's got to be a little more love going around. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. I more, saw the Christmas. more love for the engine than the truck for sure. <laughs> I saw the Christmas card. That was uh, that was hands down the, one of the funniest things. I I've seen Dude, that time. thing was just a stroke of genius right there. It was beautiful. And, if anybody, and there's some handsome men in that in that photo. I oh, concur. That's not I concur. A mustachioed Michael. Mm, there was a lot of mustaches and a lot of man in there. Couple no sleeves. Couple no sleeves. Yeah, one of the um, one of the biggest like ball busts that we'll do by us is like. Like you were saying, you're busting balls on the guys that are, you know, that you like, and and I mean, all the guys, and um, and like one of the biggest ball busts that we'll do to each other is like, you know, if someone does something that we're like, oh, fucking nice job or whatever, we're, we're like, thank you for your service. No, of and course. every time you throw out the thank you for your service, oh, it's, it's like, great. A, oh, okay. everybody laughs. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Oh yeah, it's a, totally, totally. <laughs> it's good. And then I'm, I'm like, I'm, I like when uh, everybody like you know tries to put themselves a pat on the back or whatever. And I said. You're only as good as your last fire, kid. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so funny. You're only as good as your last fire. Any last thoughts? Well, uh, Mike, we we kind of been asking everybody this question. Uh, I, you might be the youngest guy we've asked this question to so far. Sweet. But if you had a group of young, aspiring firefighter paramedics sitting or firefighter EMTs sitting in front of you, uh, they're getting ready to come out of the academy. With your experiences, uh, what, what are you going to tell them? Number one, um, be aggressive. Don't. Don't let up. Don't second. Don't don't second. Th- you want to do a second chance thought. Do it after an aggressive move. I was taught that by a lot of old firemen. I was taught that by my dad. Be aggressive. If you're gonna make a mistake, make it an aggressive one. You're gonna if it's anything like taking out a window, ripping out a door, doing a search, whatever. Make it aggressive and do it on your own. Um, don't forget your training. That's another one. And always you know always stay abreast of your training and make sure that you you know your stuff and and you know what's going on. And if you're a candidate. You better be the you better be the first one done from dinner, and you better be doing dishes, and you better be the one doing all the cleaning and everything like that because they will rip you a new asshole. So, <laughs> I would say that. Uh, but remember, you're the new guy. Just do the right. Be thing. the new guy. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. That's it. If you do the right thing, and you do it aggressively, you can never go wrong. All right. Well, Mike, thanks. And ear to the floor. Ear to the floor. Hey, yeah, there you go. Go. <laughs> so, hey, Mike, real quick. All right. So Noah hasn't been. You're, you're not the forty year guy, but. Uh, Best ball bus you've ever gotten, or given or got. Okay, you guys will love this one. Yo, so, oh, okay. man, I knew this was going to be the guy. So I, I inherited. <laughs> He's been waiting for you, Mike. I inherited a nickname um, at my old house at 109, and, and uh, a veteran by the name of Bobby Herrera. Guys, probably one of the best, might be the best fire I've ever worked with. He started calling me Boy Chester. And he go, I go, I go, Boy Chester? He's like, yeah, your dad's Manchester. You'll always be Boy Chester. So. <laughs> So that was the biggest jag I think on there. So yeah. So and then and then that just that, that name is just ridden the days out with me. Every calls me boy. Well, Chester. you just uh, multiplied that by a hundred. That's okay. That on this podcast. And I'm proud to be a boy. Chester. So. Corey, I'm so glad you interrupted oh me. Oh my now. god. <laughs> That's probably the biggest ball bust ever. Yeah, that's got. I'm be... still laughing at 10 second Tom. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. Um, who gave me that? It was yeah. I think it said Joe Trampus gave me that yeah. one. Yeah, him and my buddy Larry from uh, from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah, he he did too. But uh, oh, when everybody hears the 10 second Tom, they're just like, oh my god, that's fucking great. But the boy Chester is definitely it, and oh, it makes funny. sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, thanks for having uh, or thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we're, we're glad we uh, got to. Hook up and, uh, and and talk about and talk about your stuff. Uh, for those of you out there, uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on our YouTube channel. Uh, go to our YouTube channel. Go over to that little bell. Hit the subscribe button. If you don't have an account, use your Google account. Make an account. Uh, again, Spy, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, listen to us. Subscribe to us. And uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks for having me. I thanks, appreciate Mike. It. Thanks, Mike. Fun. 
find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can download this episode on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and TuneIn. Thanks for joining us. We'd also like to thank the Missing Chums for their musical contribution to the podcast with the song, Yes You May. Hey guys, if you're a first responder or you know a first responder that has a story to tell, we'd love to hear it. Please reach out to us at Chicago's Bravest Stories on Facebook or Instagram. Hey everybody, it's Steve here. I'd like to talk to you about another awesome company that helps bring the podcast to you free of charge. Chicagoland CPR. It's a first responder owned and operated CPR company. As a first responder myself, I can't express to you enough how important CPR training is for everybody in the community. They offer real customizable world-class education for all their clients. They have a combined 30 plus years of field experience as fire service and EMS educators throughout the Chicagoland area. Chicagoland CPR is extremely focused on providing real-world, no-fluff education, and the main focus is on organization, an engaged classroom, working with students to completely understand the material, getting your uh, certificates out on time, and most importantly, coming to your facility. They offer a wide variety of American Heart Association classes, CPR, first aid, AED, ACLS, PALS, and a full complement of StarGuard Elite, Lifeguard, and Aquatic Safety classes. Our clients include nursing homes, hospitals, long-term care facilities, fire departments, schools, park districts, coaching staff, and many other groups throughout the communities. If you're interested in hosting a class at your facility for your employees, or you have any questions about services and pricing, contact Chicagoland CPR. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, the World Wide Web. I can't express to you, again, how important CPR and first aid training is. They want to hear from you soon. Give them a call. Find them. Let's set you up a class to help save some lives. Also sponsored by Chicagoland Event Medical Services, we are a first responder owned and operated first aid and emergency medical service provider. Our mission is to protect the lives and well-being of event patrons all over the state of Illinois by providing professional and experienced career EMS practitioners in an event setting. Our services are completely customizable to the needs of our customers. Our business was born out of a necessity to provide competent health care providers to both large and small events. We do this by bringing firefighters, paramedics, EMTs, nurses, lifeguards, first aid tents. We also customize your own site safety and emergency response plan, and that information will always be available to your staff. We pride ourselves on providing the best patient care possible to your events.